Today, we have a special episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives featuring two of our past alumni guests, Colton Horn and Matt Jarvis. Colton was Cutco Vector's Silver Cup branch manager in 2019 and was featured in episode number 37. Now graduated from Northwestern University, Colton has co-founded Brain Fuel, which is a scientifically derived beverage that helps top achievers create all-day focus. Matt was a Canadian field sales manager who went on to a career in professional poker that was highlighted by his appearance at the 2010 World Series of Poker main event final table. He founded Cash Live to give people that final table experience in a simple and fun mobile game that can be played in about 15 minutes. Matt was the featured guest in episode number 132. It's now one year later for Matt and two years later for Colton, and both of them have tremendous experiences to share from the entrepreneur's roller coaster. I know you'll enjoy the real-life challenges, wins, and future vision of Colton Horn and Matt Jarvis. Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. There's a generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders out there right now who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills that they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from Cutco's most prominent alumni and current leaders. On this show, you'll meet successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. All our guests will have two things in common. One, they're all changing lives today through their work and their influence. And two, they all started out selling Cutco knives when they were younger. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am really excited to be here today with two prior guests of the podcast, Colton Horn, featured in episode number 37, and Matt Jarvis, featured in episode number 132. Both of these Cutco alumni have founded and begun building their own companies. Colton is the co-founder and chief revenue officer at BrainFuel, and Matt is the founder and CEO at Cash Live. And really excited to be able to talk about their entrepreneurial journeys today and a little twist and something that they're doing to collaborate with each other and uh, with Cutco here as well that we're going to talk about today. So guys, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, it's great to be back. All right. 100%. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Colton, since our initial episode, you have co-founded Brain Fuel with your father and your team. Tell us a little bit about how this idea was hatched. Yeah, of course. So it starts with my dad has sort of an interesting background. Uh, he's been a LASIK surgeon for a number of, of decades. He's done almost 100,000 eyes. And then he's also a pharmaceutical inventor. And I guess he would add a, also a major science nerd. And at the intersection of these different things is where Brain Fuel was born. So it really, the idea or need for a product like Brain Fuel started as my dad's gotten older and has to do 11 hours of surgery each day, 
he's needed to find ways to stay sharp and alert throughout those days and also after them because that was really the problem is he could get through the days fine but then he would come home for dinner with with our family and he'd be falling asleep at the table he couldn't be social and things like that and so he started to look at different options in the market of, of caffeinated products and sort of found common shortcomings of most caffeinated beverages would have a spike and crash effect where you would have a rush or a jolt of energy followed by a quick crash or you don't feel too good. And so he started experimenting and he, and he put on his pharmaceutical hat and started looking at caffeine as a molecule and had a, an epiphany of sorts where he realized caffeine is not energy. Caffeine is a stimulant. So it revs up your brain's engine, it revs up your brain's metabolism. But in order for your brain and body to be able to use caffeine well, it actually, you need to support the caffeine. You need to have fuels, you need to have antioxidants to let your brain process it. So he started iterating with different supporting ingredients with the caffeine and different ways to source the caffeine and really just experimenting on himself and, and figuring out what was getting him through surgery days. And after a number of months, maybe six months or so, he started getting really good results consistently, started sharing it with his network of other surgeons and his LASIK team, and they were really excited about it. And during that, that time, I was studying abroad in Italy, which is actually where I was when we filmed it, when we recorded our first podcast, Dan. And what's interesting there is I, I lived with a host family, and we would have espresso all day. I'd have seven or eight cups of espresso every single day. <laughs> and so and I knew my dad was working on this, but you know, I just thought it was another one of his personal projects. I didn't really think anything of you know business potential there, but but I came home and I, I tried the drink that he had created. And at this point it was actually still in a coffee base, but I, I had one bottle of it and it got me through the entire day as if I was drinking espresso all day. And that was to me, it was a game changer. I, I never thought that that was possible in, in one beverage. So I started sampling it with some of my college friends and uh, they were really enjoying it as, as an alternative to to what many students do to study or grind all day, you know, Adderall or energy drinks or whatever it might be. And so I, I think we realized at that point there was a lot of potential here. And as it so happens, when I got back from my my abroad semester, I was beginning to work at a startup accelerator program called the Founder Institute, helping to facilitate their Chicago cohort. So naturally, I brought in my dad, and uh, that's where we co-founded Brainfield together. Excellent. I can definitely attest to the long-lasting effects of brain fuel, having tried it myself. And I love your example that it's you know good for somebody who's a doctor that's working long hours, good for somebody that's a student that's got to grind all day. And my first thought when I tried it was related to poker players, because as Matt and I have both played a lot of poker, and sometimes you're playing for 14 or 15 hours a day in a tournament, and you've got to be sharp. I mean, every decision can be many, many, many thousands of dollars, or in, in Matt's case, many hundreds of thousands of dollars on a decision probably, or millions in a couple of times. But that side of things was something that really attracted me as well. And then that I thought would be a, a great application, which is why I introduced Phil Helmuth to you guys, who I know is now a supporter and promoter of Brain Fuel. What were some of the steps in getting the business off the ground once you had developed the product, You know, had this idea and, and began working on the product? Yeah, so being at Founder Institute or really, you know, any startup accelerator was was really a blessing for us at that time not having any experience in the beverage space between my dad or I, but being able to surround ourselves with a network or an ecosystem really of founders and mentors. So my role there was to coordinate the programming and the weekly seminars for 30 founders. 
in all sorts of different verticals. And that was a really valuable experience to be able to see what kind of questions they were asking, what kind of challenges they were going through to launch their businesses and apply it to what we were trying to do. And they would also have weekly mentor workshops on a variety of topics that were really important for my dad and I to think about as we wanted to position how we how we were looking to launch the brand. So starting with vision and mission and consumer segmentation, product development, revenue go-to-market strategy, branding and design, the legal side, which was totally foreign to me, how to structure a cap table, how to fundraise, right? Raising like a, a pre-launch round. And then ultimately, when we graduated from Founder Institute, we started hiring and building up our team, recruiting some beverage experienced people to help us. And we spent about six months in between graduation from Founder Institute and launching our product online. And during those six months, we really focused on finalizing the product. So the flavor formulations and finding the manufacturer that can make it you know, it's a complex product, as you can see by the ingredient set. So it, it, it wasn't easy to find somebody who had the, the know-how and also the availability to be able to make this product for us. Um, but we did in, in building the brand DNA, getting the website ready, the logos, the colors, all those things. I mentioned building the team and then, and then raising some money to make it all happen. So that was how we launched. And then quickly, I would just say like from there, since we launched, a couple main key areas of focus for us have been learn about our consumer figure out what messaging resonates with them, and then nurture a community around that early adopter, which is what we've tried to do with what we call the brainwave of loyal customers and brand ambassadors and influencer partners and things like that. And then, yeah, strengthen our team, keep adding talent at the executive level and key strategic partners and get ready to scale. Excellent. So Founder Institute was almost like a mini school for startup founders to be able to learn all of the different aspects that go into starting a business like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's based out of Silicon Valley out by you. And I was with their Chicago cohort, but it was uh, it was hugely successful and important for us. That's amazing. When you rattled off the list of all the different areas that a founder has to learn, like there's so many things there, it seems almost daunting. And to be able to have experienced people to guide you through that seems like that would be a huge difference maker in the early stages. And then you said you hired people with specific beverage industry experience. Is there like a notable example that you could share? Sure. Yeah. So our first hire actually was referred to us by the director of the Chicago Founder Institute cohort. And that person is our, our VP of sales. And he had spent 20 to 30 years in the beverage space, mostly in water and sales roles, and was able to open conversations for us early on with key retail and distributor partners. And ultimately, that's what led to our CVS pilot and other notable opportunities for us. So that was a really important hire. Excellent. It seems like you really did a lot of great work to have a a solid foundation for the business. Those are some great examples there, Colton. Matt? We heard a little bit about the start of your journey with Cash Live in our first episode. Feel free to rehash a little bit of that here today and tell us uh, what parallels do you see between your experience and Colton's experience? Totally. Well, first off, thanks so much for having me on the podcast there. Dan, love being here with both of you guys, rock stars. But yeah, so many comparables between what Colton's gone through and what Cash Live has gone through. Quick rehash of my story. I, as a 19-year-old, found Cutco. Uh, absolutely loved it. It was a game-changing experience for me. 
my first ever game of poker, we're talking about me turning into a professional poker player down the road, was at a Cutco office right after a sales meeting. My now best man at my wedding, he invited me to like this old $20 poker game after. I grew up playing cards at my family cabin, but never really played poker. And I jumped in, immediately fell in love. I just like absolutely loved the game, you know, the battle of wits. And I, I was always really good at math and just reading people and the competition and like the stamina and all these things that kind of go into poker, I, I fell in love with. And I was always really good at sports, but never quite good enough to like, you know, go pro at anything. And this was kind of my opportunity to, you know, see a little bit of, a little bit of make some money and maybe even get some time on TV. So I immediately kind of fell in love with that part. 2010 was a big year for me. I kind of grinded many years and eventually made it to the World Series of Poker main event final table. The previous episode, you played a, uh, that up and down roller coaster ride that, that I went through, the, the journey, a $3 million hand in the biggest poker tournament at the biggest stage in all of poker. At the time, it was the second biggest poker tournament in the world. It's right now, I think the fifth ever in history. So a $3 million hand that was a big emotional roller coaster. And um, I ended up losing the hand, unfortunately, still finished eighth for, for just over a million, which is amazing. But losing that hand is just amazing how many people after that came up to me and wanted to, you know, share their experience of watching that hand. And, you know, sometimes it would turn into them sharing their bad beats with me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, interesting. But the ups and downs of roller coaster, you could tell that they lived that hand alongside uh, myself. And, you know, it didn't immediately come to me. I, I jumped into a bunch of different businesses between trailer parks and a house detailing business called Shack Shine and until I kind of really found my calling with Cash Live. But it kind of went back to that one specific hand at that World Series main event final table, that up and down roller coaster. And I spent the last three years building an app in Cash Live that uh, really emulates that in every single hand for just about every single player. And you can feel the emotion from the, the reviews we get in our app store, or the DMs we get. It's like they're living and dying on each turn card and river card, just like I was at that main event final table. Yeah. So to be clear to everyone who's listening, right? Cash Live is a free-to-play game. Uh, you play on your mobile device, and you don't really have to understand poker to be able to have fun playing the game. I mean, I guess you, you need to kind of know the very basics of it, but it's a one-decision game. You get two cards, they put three on the board, the flop, and then it's either all in or fold. That's it. There's six hands for the game. And whoever are the top five players during that particular game make the final table, which is live announced by an announcer in your studio there in Vancouver, Canada. And then the winner wins actual real dollars, real money. Actual yeah. real dollars. And I think big part of that hand that I was uh, expressing or talking about in, in the World Series is the announcer. The announcers just turn this hand into you know being a, a great, exciting hand to being like, the craziest hand of all time, which, you know, is probably pretty close to being one of the craziest, but the way they, you know, between Norman Chad and Lon McCarron, the way they kind of, you know, go ups and downs and it really enhances that. And that's what our game with the live host, they really try to do. And uh, I've been, you know, helping coach them and really kind of elevate that experience, that roller coaster up and down. And you're right, Dan, it's free to play. So you don't, there's no buying, no entry fees, play the tournament for 15 minutes, start to finish. So it's a little, bite-sized live stream tournament. Uh, you have a live host that's commentating on the action. Right now, over a thousand players that play our games every single day. And they're going through the rounds. They're only playing against two to five players at every table, but they're really trying to make that final table. And that's kind of the, the premier experience where, uh, you know, right now we're seeing about four to 500 players still sticking around and watching that final table happen. Even though, you know, a lot of them are knocked out and eliminated, they still want to be part and like live vicariously through those final tables. <laughs> and that's, 
that's a really cool thing that too, that no other poker app has really kind of created this desire to want to keep watching even after you're eliminated. Yeah, fun. It, it definitely is a fun game. I enjoy the times I get a chance to play myself. Tell us about the parallels between starting Cash Live and, and what you heard from Colton about his journey. Totally. So one thing, Colton talked about the accelerator and the Founder Institute. Such a cool experience to hear Colton kind of talk about that because because 2019, we were accepted, um, one of hundreds of companies that applied as one of 10 companies that were accepted into the Snap Inc. or Yellow Accelerator. Basically, the Snapchat team put on a, an accelerator that you know, each week you'd meet with different amazing moguls in tech and in business and a whole bunch of the Snapchat team, um, including the founders, Evan Spiegel. We had like Gary V come in and, and speak to us for, for three hours one time, a small group of 20 of us, co-founders of Twitch, you know, the founder of VSTN.com, on and on. And, and you just, you learn so much. And, and for me, you know, hearing similar for, for Colton, like I didn't come from a tech background. I didn't come from, you know, building a, building a company from, from the ground up. I had a little bit of experience with Shackshine doing that, but just kind of immersing myself in that as a poker player, trying to create this poker app, there's no better experience than, than being part of this accelerator, learning all the different aspects of the, uh, the business that, that Colton kind of highlighted on, you know, building a community, building a team, fundraising, you know, legal accounting, like all these different things that go into like building a, building a company. We really got some great insights there and just had these worked out of a satellite Snapchat office for almost an entire summer. And yeah, just an amazing experience that I love. And it will, you know, we probably would not be around, Cashfly would not be around right now if we were not part of that accelerator. Excellent. Yeah, it just seems like the idea of having some really good guidance to establish a solid foundation is critical for success in, in any type of new business, particularly a startup of the nature of both of your guys' companies. So it's, uh, that's cool to hear that you guys both had that opportunity. I want to ask you guys about the challenges that you've experienced, because I know that starting a business is hard and there's a lot of things that crop up that maybe you didn't expect. And there's a lot of places where you kind of run into a wall and have to figure out how am I going to get around this or over it or knock it down? And uh, this would be pretty helpful for a lot of people to be able to hear, you know, what are some of the challenges that you have faced? Matt, you want to take this one first? Sure. Yeah. The biggest thing for me, the challenges that I found over the, over the years is basically just finding the right people to join your journey is very difficult. That have bought in, that really love and see the path that you're on. That goes for investors, that goes for employees or team members. And that also goes for the, the people that are closest to you, like your, that are in your family life that you really need is that support system as well, too. So, you know, no way Cash Live would have existed without that snapping accelerator, like we kind of talked about them investing really kind of open the doors for a bunch of other people and, and allow those conversations to be that much easier to bring on other investors. And that also helps lead us into like bring on some amazing teammates onto our team as well too. It's, you know, once you say that like Snap Inc. Is, is an investor in your company, it makes those conversations that much easier to bring amazing teammates like my right-hand man, my chief product officer, Murray, and a bunch of our engineers that are just absolute rock stars. Same thing with our hosts, our production people. And then, you know, my wife, and family kind of getting on board as well too. They had to be really supportive because I was gone for 12 weeks of a summer one, you know, in 2019 with a one and a half year old daughter, you know, and just saying, okay, I'm going off to LA. I'll try and come back every weekend, but it's, it's you know, I'm going to basically be gone. If you really need that support from your family and having them buy into that vision that you have for your company as well too. And if you don't have that, it's just like you're constantly going uphill. So 
you know, I've got much love for my family, um, my employees that joined on, on the board and joined the ride with us as well, too, and all the investors that have bought into our journey as well, too. And we kind of talked a little bit about that, but, you know, some of the biggest names in poker are investors, uh, Phil Hellmuth, Antonio Standiari, Jeff Gross, Brian Rath, you know, on and on, four of the top five World Series of Poker all-time money earners. Then we also have, like, the former CEO of Tinder and Lightspeed Venture Partners and the uh, senior VP of product at Reddit and and on and on. It's, it's really been amazing, the people that we've been able to attract. And without them supporting Cash Live, you know, we wouldn't be around today. So got much love for all of them. Yeah. And like Colton, you brought in some real industry experts, right? You brought in people from the mobile gaming industry. That would make a difference. 100%. 100%. My chief product officer has been in mobile gaming for 20 years. Uh, sorry, mobile gaming and social casino specifically for the last 10 years. So he knows all the ins and outs of the social casino, the good, the bad, the ugly, and really trying to help us navigate Cash Live in the right direction. My co-founders that I met at the beginning in 2018 that found this company, he has 10 years mobile gaming experience as well, too. And then we kind of cherry-picked our developers along the way of people that want to join our team that also had mobile gaming experience, that had maybe live streaming experience, that a lot of these different you know, pieces of the puzzle that you really need to kind of build the app that we, that we have. Yeah. Excellent. I mean, to bring people like that on board, to enroll people as investors, as you were saying earlier, to get your family on board, it really takes an ability to paint a clear vision of what you see the outcome being of this venture. Because any type of startup is a huge risk, right? Most fail. And I think that for somebody that doesn't see the vision, it's easy just to sort of brush it off and say, well, no, I'm not going to be a part of this. I'm not going to invest or even a family member saying, oh, you know, maybe you should just do something, you know, safer. So you've got to be able to paint that grand vision. And, you know, what were some of the steps that you took in painting that vision for people around you? I think as early as possible, we tried to kind of create the beta experience, even when we didn't have an app to do so. We brought people into a room and just got them to like, you know, sit around and play the version of Cash Live with real cards and real people sitting around a desk. And that kind of got a few people to understand what, what we're kind of doing. And from there, we kind of built out a, a business a business plan, a slide deck, you know, tried to take screenshots of the ways that we kind of thought things would look like. And then we turned it into a demo video and we had to fake it until you make it. You know, you got to create the actual live stream video over top of a gameplay video that was you know, but the two were not happening in unison, but, but you had to find a way to, to make things work so that people could kind of see that. And we even used that, that video to get into the Snapchat accelerator. Like we didn't actually have a live stream host talking over a poker game, the way that the game is now we had a filmed recording of somebody that was talking about the cards as they were coming out, but in post-production. So you got to fake it till you make it in these things. And you're just kind of moving little steps whether it's fundraising, whether it's the product, whether it's building the team, it's like, you know, one step at a time and trying to work your way up there. Nice. Nice. Colton, tell us about uh, the challenges that you've experienced. Yeah, I think Matt really highlighted that there are personal and professional challenges with building a business. And a lot of the ones that, that we've experienced are probably consistent with what a lot of other people have or will experience. And, and for us at BrainFuel, on the professional side, it's largely been related to product market fit, uh, which is one of the main things that, that we thought about while we were part of the accelerator, starting with where does this product fit categorically in the beverage space? 
There are parts of it that remind you of an energy drink. There are some similarities to coffee. There are some overlaps with sports drink and wellness drinks. And so what is it? Uh, is kind of the first question we would get before we had it on the market. And ultimately, it's it's taken a while and we're still figuring out exactly where we fit. But we've been able to learn that we are at the intersection of the existing better for you category, the existing functional beverage, meaning a product that actually delivers a tangible, noticeable functional benefit. And through that intersection, we're innovating an emerging category of nootropic or cognitive performance CPG products. The other challenge that we've had to face is understanding our consumer behavior, because this is a product that when you look at the key benefit callouts of all-day focus, sustained energy, things like this are universally craved. Everybody wants them. And so in that sense, it's a product that could be for everybody. But when you really think about it, brain fuel is disruptive and it, it's it's polarizing. There's There's a lot of caffeine in it. It's a powerful drink. It doesn't have the same flavor as a Gatorade. Like this is a product that is for a specific type of person that really wants and needs this effect. And so learning who that consumer was, how they behave, how they want to be spoken to, how they want to be messaged, you know, branded towards has really helped us adjust and cater our marketing, whether that's content, messaging, branding, packaging, which we're developing, we're releasing our new packaging now. Uh, which I'm really excited about because it's it's directly for, and we say this on the front center of the bottle, all day focus for mental athletes. And discovering that mental athletes were the kind of prime candidate for this product was a, a huge challenge and success once we figured that out because it gave us a foundation to speak from in all of our messaging. On the personal side, one of the most obvious challenges is being a rookie and just not knowing what we're doing. And that's, you know, for me and my dad and some of our team, and but especially for me, just being here for the first time, it's overwhelming when you're in a, you know, you're not familiar with vocabulary or industry norms, expectations and standards and how long it takes to do things. You know, I often think something happens quick, but it actually, there's a lot, there's a large, a long process involved. How manufacturing works. Like our trip up to our, our co-man was the first time I ever saw a beverage be made. Uh, in a manufacturing facility, first time fundraising, you know, pitching to investors is a nerve wracking thing sometimes. And then obviously building a brand, although I would say that my experience branching was in a lot of ways a brand building exercise as well. That's been, you know, really helpful in building a community around our brand. But yeah, it's challenging to be a rookie. And I think like to overcome that, one of the things that I've tried to do is just really embrace it and not hide it, being self aware and recognizing what I don't know seeking help and feedback and mentorship and surrounding myself with people that have been there before, like we talked about with our, you know, our VP of sales and now our CEO as well, but also just focusing on like listening and asking strong questions instead of always trying to talk and have good answers to impress people. Because I think when I've tried to impress people by being knowledgeable, I'm often not knowledgeable enough to impress them. But if I can focus on asking strong questions, then that ends up impressing somebody because people like to be asked strong questions. So yeah, I think like just like I learned with with Vector, it's amazing how willing people are to help you when they see how passionate you are towards your own growth. And I guess the last challenge I would say is just the the level of pressure and stakes that are involved when you're building a business because you're putting it all on the line. And that's, you know, in a lot of ways, like professionally, 
I just graduated college and there was an opportunity cost of doing this versus taking a job at a large corporation with a stable salary and things like that. And then like socially, there everybody has eyes on what you're doing. Everybody's talking about it. And that's good and bad. And there's love and there's hate and there's doubt. And it's a great thing, actually, but but it's pressure. Financially, we've raised money from investors. My dad's put a lot of money into this. You know, there's a high level of pressure and responsibility to make sure that they're all successful. And then probably most powerfully, like the internal pressure of I've committed everything that I have for the past year and a half emotionally and and time-wise as well. So and I'm and I'm continuing to do that indefinitely. So I'm putting it all out there and just I would say to overcome that, it's and that's the same for any entrepreneur. It's definitely the same thing that Matt's doing too. And anybody who's running an office in Cutco too, it's the same thing. You're committing everything you have to it. And so when you when you have doubts or pressure, you just double down. You think about why you're doing it in the first place. And for us, it's like I believe brain fuel can create a massively powerful ripple effect in the future of functional and health-focused CPG, consumer packaged goods space. And in the process, maybe we can empower other entrepreneurs to be excited about being rookies, right? And we don't have to come from the the seasoned beverage conglomerates to be able to create a new and disruptive product, but you can be a doctor and a college student and just be passionate and curious enough to make something awesome happen. So those are some of the challenges we face and kind of are still facing. And instead of trying to avoid them, just really like embracing them has been helpful. Are you having fun? Yeah, I love it. I really love it. Like when I, before brain fuel and after Cutco in that intermediate phase, I would like wake up and hit snooze, you know, cause I didn't have anything to chase. And like right now I'm just fired up every single day to keep building. So I just want to say that if you're having fun, you're enjoying the journey. I feel like you can alleviate a little bit of that pressure you feel that it has to work. It has to be successful. It has to be great. I do think that there are going to be many experiences people have in life where they do something that they're, that they are passionate about and they're excited about and they struggle and they fail. But then they look back and they go, man, that was fun. I learned a lot. It was a great experience. It helped make me who I am now. And for you, Colton, to be having these experiences at your age is it's immense. It's awesome. It's amazing. Like whether brain fuel becomes as great as you want it to be or not, you probably are going to have even bigger and better things you do down the road because of this, you know, and hopefully brain fuel becomes amazing. And then you eventually, after you've built it, you turn it over to somebody else and you go do something even bigger down the road. And if brain fuel for whatever reason doesn't become amazing, I think you're going to look back on the experience as something that was really awesome for you in your life, no matter what. So I think that that side of realization that I'm enjoying this, I'm learning, I'm growing, it's fun. I think that can mitigate a little bit of the pressure for people that uh, you know everything has to go right and it has to become the grand vision that we've established has to come to fruition in every single way. When you were describing the challenges, Colton, you know one of the things that came to my mind was the term category creation, right? And we all know this from Christopher Lockhead, right? Category creation. Each of you has to really try to figure out and define what that is. When I'm asked, what is brain fuel? I have a hard time articulating it in a way that's unique, right? I start saying, well, 
It's not really like, you know, Red Bull or energy drinks. It's got some of that to it, but it's also got like some of like, you know, health benefits to it and this. And I kind of, I can't put it into a few words. Mm-hmm. And I think that to me, I view that as one of the challenges for brain fuel is can you put brain fuel into a few words that really articulates what it is? I think you did a great job with the name, by the way, because the idea of brain fuel to me, that it, it's not just like body fuel, like Red Bull might be or whatever. It's like there's something there's something different about what brain fuel is that I think the name speaks to, but continuing to narrow down and articulate what category have you created here that is new, that's not trying to play in a space somebody else is in, but to create your own space. To me, that's key. I think you've done that, Matt, with Cash Live, you know, that it is a new space, right? I know that when we're describing it to people early on, like saying, hey, have you ever played HQ Trivia would sort of come out and that that was sort of part of the idea behind it, right? A live streamed, hosted game. But this is different in that you're bringing in now different types of casino games, other different types of competitive games. I know you have a vision for all of what could be possible there. And that, um, you know, you have created sort of a new category of, uh, of uh, you know, the mobile experience that people can have. But to me, that's one of the biggest challenges I see is just that idea of category creation. Yeah, 100%. And, and one thing I'll say with that, Dan, is like, however I explained or however Colton explained brain fuel, that's just one thing. But you also have to have your consumers and your users explaining that to their friends to like really let the thing get viral. You know what I mean? So it's like, you have to really kind of make that process crystal clear. And you're right. I think like that for both Colton and myself, like that's, that's a challenge that probably an uphill challenge that we both basically have is like, how do we create that like one short sentence that is easy for our users to pass off to, to everybody else. And yeah. um, we struggle with that as well too. It's like it's HQ trivia for poker, but like if people haven't played HQ trivia, you know, it's a live stream poker game show. It's like, you got to feel like you're playing poker on TV, but are our users saying that to their friends? It's like that game, that telephone game that you play. And it's like the further away that you get, the more that story and that communication changes. And I think that's one thing that, that cash live can definitely do better. I look at brain fuels, social pages, like their Instagram page. And I love the way they're, their brand is communicated on the, on their page. And we're working on that. We're, we're only, let's say February is when we kind of launch our social account. And we really want to like keep striving to be better at that, that communication, not just from our team, but as the, you know, as we play that telephone game with our users and it gets further and further away from us, that message is still being delivered the way we want it to be delivered. Yeah. You rattled off a tagline, Colton, during your last section that really grabbed me. It was, all day focus for mental athletes, right? I like that. All day focus. Yeah. That one stood out to me. That was a great tagline. So you you guys are doing great work and you're continuing to kind of iterate and sort of work towards like the perfect definition of what brain fuel is. And I think uh, having started with a great name and continuing to develop from there, like uh, you guys are on a great track. That, that, That is what I really view as like, the challenge for any new startup is just really clearly defining what is it that you are and that you do in a way that is unique versus trying to piggyback off of something else. You don't want to be a version of Gatorade, Matt. You don't want to be a version of HQ Trivia. You guys both want to be your own special thing. And that's 
seems like a daunting task to uh, identify, but one that is well worth all the time that you spend iterating and figuring it out. Colton, I know you've had some amazing wins with BrainFuel so far, and you're, you're really heading on a great track. Tell us about some of the biggest wins that have come your way. First win was getting first orders delivered. Uh, they actually came in on Christmas Eve, which was awesome. So just like getting that at, at my house and like opening it with my dad and having a sip was super cool. And then also like seeing an outpouring of support from our organic networks of people that were buying it and trying it was amazing. And from there, just the early adoption from this community that I was speaking about before, it's amazing how people have really integrated brain fuel into their lifestyle and have done some amazing things with it. And even in the Cutco community, we're seeing people do awesome things with it in the business, out of the business. And that's been really fun to see. I think that the introduction that you made for us, Dan, to Phil Helmuth has been one of the biggest wins so far for us as a company. First of all, personally, growing up watching poker after dark, watching the World Series, watching poker and being a fan of Phil, just amazing to be able to like meet him. And, and he tried our product and he loved it and he was winning money with it. So that was amazing. But more, but more than that, the way that he has advocated for brain fuel, put it on the, in a national spotlight, drink it during his high stakes duel three times in a row against Daniel Negreanu, winning all three matches in four five, six hour marathons. I mean, what a perfect testament to this product. So Phil's been great. And through that, we've become sort of the rising drink, not sort of, we've become the rising drink in poker. And that's not just through Phil, through Jonathan Little, who's a renowned poker coach, and Jeff Gross, who, you know, Matt mentioned is also an investor in, in Cash Live as well as Phil. And this partnership with Cash Live is super exciting. And we've done some things with Poker Go and Poker News. And we're just really experiencing a groundswell of support from the poker community because this product can help poker players, which you mentioned at the beginning. So that's been yep. a huge win. A couple others, I would say NBA player partnership. It's about to be released tomorrow from the time that this podcast is releasing. So that's super exciting. So I'll, I'll let that be a sneak peek, but just getting a, an outreach from an NBA player's agent saying this player has been drinking your product during his ACL rehab and would like to explore a partnership. I mean, what an organic, you know, authentic way to launch something like that has been really awesome. And most recent win was bringing in a amazing CEO who spent 19 years with Red Bull and was a really well-respected leader there, brings the exact savvy leadership and veteran experience that we need to be able to get to the next level as a team. Also allows me to be really focused on the day-to-day -day operations of, of managing our team and building the brand. Allows my dad to really dive deeper into the science of product innovation. How can we improve our product and how can we expand our product offerings? And then lean on our CEO to make key strategic decisions to guide our company forward. And then finally, a uh, huge win and one of the most important wins for BrainFuel so far has been our relationship with CVS as our first key customer uh, and partner. So we started with a eight-store pilot with them on the East Coast, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island for a temporary time period. And it did very well. We had a very, very strong velocity there. And so they decided to scale that up heading into this fall. We'll be in 3,000 CVS stores from Labor Day to Halloween. 
and it'll be in a very beautiful custom stacker display tower, 16 bottles per store. So you got to go and grab it before it's all sold out. And then we'll even be on shelf from that point forward in a number of stores as well. So CVS has been a huge win and we're excited for that partnership to continue growing. So there's been a lot of wins so far. I'm glad we talked about the challenges first because it would be it would be silly to talk about the wins without the challenges, but the wins have definitely made them worthwhile. Yeah. Well, what's the vision for the future of Brain Fuel, Colton? Yeah. I mean, first of all, keep improving, keep improving the product, keep optimizing. Just like our consumers are trying to get better in what they do, we want to get better in what we do and just keep offering the best products possible. So that goes for our current product of cementing this product as a well-known tool for mental athletes globally, but also expanding our product line to include different functions, different effects, different vehicles like packaging sizes and, and types of products. I'm also passionate about the tech side of our brand platform as we grow to be able to feed the mind as much as we feed the brain. I think that's a powerful opportunity. And ultimately, through those things, grow into a high-powered brand that becomes not just a disruptor in the space, which is, I think, what we're becoming in the near term, but looking beyond that, being a leader in this evolving, functional, better-for-you CPG space. And as I mentioned earlier, like something that I'm just personally passionate about is empowering a generation of aspiring entrepreneurs that they can create impactful businesses as passionate and curious rookies without needing years or decades of experience in a particular industry. Yeah. Well, when it comes to that idea of being able to build something as a rookie, I think that you've shared a couple key things, which are getting the right guidance, being willing to bring in the right team members, right? Like in your case, like hiring a CEO, you know, like that, that was probably a big decision and a big step that you guys decided was the right move for you. And then also, Colton, you earlier were talking about just having humility, right? And realizing all the things that you don't know, you don't even know. I can remember seeing something on TV one time that was one of the Shark Tank sharks going back to visit one of the people that they had, companies that they had invested in, and was suggesting a change in the color scheme of how the product is uh, packaged and marketed. And the owners were like, no way, like we like our colors. And, you know, and the shark was like, well, it doesn't matter if you like your colors, like this is what will actually work. And this is why that will work. And it was a complete and radical departure. And they had a really hard time buying into it. And ultimately, one of the, th the three owners was told the other two guys, like, look, guys, we got to do this or like, we're not going to be able to be successful. I'm not going to continue on this journey unless we listen to this guidance we're receiving. And they made this change. And like, there was this immediate spike in their results that they saw right afterwards because of it. And it was something as simple as a color change in how the, the packaging was showing up on the shelves. It was product that was sold in a Home Depot. So it's got to stand out on the shelf because there's so many other things. And you have to be able to set aside sometimes your own personal preference when you're getting expertise and guidance. It doesn't mean you know you shouldn't always make your own decisions, but it does take a level of humility. You got to be willing to listen and just see other perspectives. And it seems like Colton, you guys have set yourselves up in that way really, really well. So kudos to you for that. Matt, what have been your biggest wins at Cash Live? I think launching has probably been like one of the biggest wins for us. Like, it, you know, we were, we, I've been plugging this since the beginning of 2018 
and just actually getting a product out there in the market that's you know that people can go search and find in the in the app store now can find in Canada in the Google Play Store and uh, who knows by the time this this airs we may even be quietly in the U.S. on Android so it's it's coming that's been a, a big win for us uh, getting to a thousand players in the game for the very first time was actually a game I hosted and I don't I'm not a regular host on on Cast Live I do it like you know once a week once every couple weeks but one of the games I hosted was the first game that we ever hit a thousand players and just like hitting that benchmark for us was, was pretty cool that like a thousand people are taking, you know, 15 minutes out of their day every single day to just like play our game. And now that our, you know, our numbers have been, have been growing from that and that's really exciting. And, you know, I, I don't think that lightly either, like a thousand, you know, I know there's a lot of social media platforms out there that are millions and billions of, of people, but they didn't get there right away. You know, it's, it's steps to get there. And they're like, the thing that, there actually are a thousand people that are willing to take 50 minutes out of their day to play our game and can come back in the numbers that we have. I was looking the other day, you know, we've had 265 games now, 265 cash live games. And there are some users that have played 247, 239, 236. And it's like, it's just crazy that almost they've played almost every single game that we've put out there. So Things like that have been have been huge wins for us so far. Getting a four point eight star rating in the in the app store with uh, over seven hundred reviews between U.S. and Canada, you know that's that's really cool. People are loving what, what we built. Um, some of the partnerships we're doing, you know, like this is so much fun doing what we're doing with with Cutco and Brain Fuel, and and there's a lot of other doors that are opening, especially once we go Android. Um, we're going to be doing a lot more of these like corporate games and, and partnerships and things like this to kind of grow pack our way and. And getting that number that's around twelve hundred right now to two thousand, to five thousand, to ten thousand that are keeping on coming back every single day. So, um, so that's been a big win for us. Uh, you know, all the investors we brought on have, have been amazing. Um, you know, just later today, I have a call with uh, with the co-founder of Zenga and Zenga Poker. This this guy plays every single game out there. He, he basically created Zenga Poker is one of the biggest social games that has been ever created. And he sent us a message saying that he's been playing. Since the launch of Cash Live, he played in our beta games all too, but he's been playing the game since the launch of, of Cash Live, and he loves it. He's really enjoying it. He plays as much as he can, and just hearing from that from a guy that's not just a billionaire, but also a guy that's like created like hundreds of millions and billions of downloads for different games that he's created over the years, and still thinks that like wow, that Cash Live is worth his 15 minutes of time, um, not just once, but many times since since we've launched. Like that's just such a cool thing to, you know, I just, I love hearing that kind of stuff. So those are all the little wins. And, and uh, I know there's so many more for, to come for cash live. So I'm, I'm very excited about our future. Yeah. What's the vision? Like here, here's to taking that thousand to 10,000 and a hundred thousand people playing all at once. Right. What, uh, what do you totally. see? Yeah. So I, like, I really think cash live can be the mobile game show, basically the mobile game show network for your phones for your iPads and eventually for desktop as well too. I think that's going to be such a cool thing that it's not just going to be poker. We're going to launch another game, but have a blackjack version, have a, a roulette version, have a teen patty version, which is like a huge Indian poker game that like, you know, almost a billion people play and then have like other games like rock, paper, scissors, all in this like live stream format. I think that's going to be huge for us. You know, we basically want to be like almost the, almost the engaging scratch and win ticket for your phone. You know, you look, you can go to the, down the road, we look to partner with different regulated partners and eventually have a, a pay to play version as well, too. And not just a, a free to play, but love growing our users the way that we are in, in this free to play version. And, and uh, 
you know, you can go to the gas station down the road. You can go to the gas station and spend a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars and buy a scratch and win ticket. You scratch and it's over. Or you can play something that has a little bit of skill, a lot of luck, and as a host that entertains you. So that's what we see for the future of Cash Live. We're creating amazing partnerships as well, as well too, and keep it on doing. Like I want to have games for some of the biggest corporations in, in all the world. The Nikes, the Amazons, the on and on and on about some of the biggest companies in the world having a, a specific cash live game that's just tailored for them the way that we're doing for, for Cutco and Brain Fuel and et cetera. And I want to have the biggest poker tournament in all of history on cash live. So right now, the world record books is 256,000 players to play one single poker tournament. And uh, I know that we can beat that on Cash Live, and I'm very much looking forward to that. And you know, and then just going on, like having games around the world, around the clock, 3 p.m., 4 p.m., 5 p.m., 1 a.m., 5 a.m. And these games are going to be in different languages to meet for different time zones that are different games. And uh, like, you know, we have one of our hosts right now that can speak six different languages, and he goes back and forth from Spanish to English. And I see a lot of that happening for down the road when we kind of offer games to different parts of the world. So. And lastly, I'd say is live as a service. We are going to create this live as a service version where we can actually go in and custom create this live game for different other mobile games that have huge daily active users in the hundreds of millions. But we create this one weekly experience that we can go in and tailor a live game that's to kind of bring a whole bunch of their users back. And we've already had several requests for this already. So this is going to be part of our future roadmap as well, too, is is building that out and, and allowing this experience that we've created with Cash Live and take it into other different simple versions of games and create this really fun, tailored experience for, for a lot of different companies and a lot of different brands. So great. So great. I love hearing all that stuff from both you guys. It's, uh, it, you know, as Cutco alums, we really want to support our alumni community and we want to, you know, encourage our Cutco people to do what they can to support you guys. And uh, I just think uh, it's, it's cool to see the success you're beginning to build. Tell us about these Sunday night games that we've got going on here. Totally. Yeah. So it's a ton of fun. We're super pumped about it. Every Sunday night, right now our games are at 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. Pacific every single day. So twice a day, seven days a week. That was a huge win for us as well, too, that I forgot to mention that we're now seven days a week. But Sunday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, our prize pools are just about doubled. They're $200. You can join the game, enter free, walk away with, with cash at the end of it, which is amazing. But it's, it's this Cutco brain fuel cash live experience, all tailored into one. You know, to remind people out there what the cash live experience is, it's a 15 minute all in a full poker game for your phone. You don't have to know how to play poker. We actually have the host trying teaching you a little bit all the time. It's this very like, great entry point into the world of poker. And, and uh, you know, we try and hold your hand along the way and make it so that an absolute beginner and Phil Helmuth, there's not a huge gap between who's going to win in, in, that, in that battle. So uh, I think that keeps it light, it keeps it fun. And we really try and do whatever we can to entertain people along, along the way. And we're trying to do that with, with your nice puns with Cutco. Our first ever corporate game was on Cutco and it was such a blast. Our host, Danny Max, is going into all different... Uh, you know, slice and dice, nice puns. It was, it was a blast. And then we're doing the same thing with, with brain fuel as well, too. Having our, having Danny, you know, slam brain fuels and on, on the, on the game and just kind of different ways to really expand, you know, create this win, win, win for all three brands. And, and, uh, you know, got nothing but love for, for the Cutco family. And I hope, um, so many of them can, can join us. And, uh, 
I can really say, at least for Cash Live, and I'm sure for Brain Fuel as well too, we wouldn't be here without without Cutco, and this is our uh, a way for us to give back. Yeah, I love that. Uh, you know, these Sunday night games. There's a Cutco background on a lot of the hands. There's a Brain Fuel background. The host is drinking Brain Fuel. The host is rattling off knife puns, shouting out to like real live people in the Cutco or Brain Fuel teams that they know are playing. And promoting also, like I've heard Danny Mack, the host, say Cash Live would not exist and Brain Fuel would not exist were it not for Cutco. Just really complimenting the role that Cutco's played in your guys' lives. I feel like that's just a great message for thousands of people playing to be able to hear on a regular basis. And so it's, uh, it's been fun. It's been fun watching these and participating on, uh, on the Sunday nights. And I feel like you know if a Vector team is doing a team activity, like a phone jam or something... Everybody can take a 15-minute break. They can all be on their Zoom together, sitting there with their phones and they're playing and they're yelling out for their card that they need and cheering on their teammate that makes the final table if somebody does and just having a good time with it. So it's been fun and it's just, it's just a cool way. It's a cool way that we can all be supporting each other. So I like it. I love it. And also there's a bunch of... We're doing a, a 10-week leaderboard as well through this. These tournaments will go on for 10 weeks and there's a bunch of additional brain fuel... Cutco prizes, cash live prizes and stuff like this that are going to go on in there. So we're super pumped about it. And uh, yeah, it's just amazing, fun experience between the three companies. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I want to wrap this up, you guys, by just asking you what advice you'd have for young entrepreneurs that want to build a successful organization, whether it's a, you know, a vector district manager trying to build a big district team and organization or a new entrepreneur starting up their own business. What would be your your last tips here. Colton, why don't you take this one first? Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind is that, and this is something that I first kind of learned or thought about when I was branching, is that all of the answers are out there and you just need to ask the right questions. And when that when I was in Vector, it was finding people that had run successful branches or successful districts and picking pieces from these different people and applying them into what feels natural for me versus just trying to emulate or copy a certain model or script. Secondly would be people are unbelievably and surprisingly willing to help if you ask. I would say surround yourself with a entrepreneurial ecosystem and people that are conducive to your success, meaning, and this is especially true if you're running a vector office or really any business, but you know, invest your energy into people that will reciprocate and amplify your energy. Be intentional with how you feed your mind what you're listening to, you know, who you're listening to. And also like optimize your peak state is something that I've thought a lot about kind of in the process of creating brain fuel with my dad is like, what does it look like when I'm at my best? And what do I need to do to get there? Is it sleep related, diet related? You know, is it my nutrition, my fitness, what I'm reading, what I'm listening to, like all these things, optimize your peak state in a way that, that is you and like authentically you and something that you can actually live by instead of feeling like you're forcing yourself to do it because that's not your peak state. So figuring out what makes you operate at your best and feel your best. If you're thinking about, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, opening an office or whatever, I would say it's really important to decide if you're in for the success or if you're in for the entire journey. Like, are you willing to go, you know, go down with this? Like, is this something that you're really committed to through and through, or do you just want the positive outcomes. And then if you if you are all in and you are in for the journey, then commit everything that you have and, and live it and become it and like really invest everything and leave it all out on the floor. Because not only will that 
increase your chance of being successful probably, but more importantly, as you said earlier, Dan, it'll, it'll enhance the experience and the process of who you become while building that dream. And then I guess the final thing I would say is just something that you also said earlier, Dan, that I think is incredibly important is do what makes you happy. Not what makes somebody else happy for you, but do what makes you happy is just something that I'm, I'm still trying to do, but, but it's what we're doing now. And I'm happy doing this. And that's, that's what makes it all worthwhile. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, Matt, what's your advice? I love it. First off, I want to say those are amazing points by, by Colton. Big believer in everything that he just said as, as well, too. And, uh, you know, kind of touching on his last one, like follow your passion. Like if you feel yourself going to sleep at night and waking up in the morning and like still thinking about the journey that you're on and what you're creating and building, you know, you found the right place, the, your home for you. So the famous quote is, if you enjoy what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. And I really am uh, a big believer in that. I, you know, I definitely go to bed thinking about like strategizing cash live and like, you know, where we can take it to and, and uh, thinking about different aspects of the business. And when I wake up, I find myself thinking about the same thing. So I'd really empower everyone to just try and chase your passion as best you can. Of course, there's life circumstances where that's not always the possibility, but just do everything you can to, you know, whether it's your side hustle or whether it's your main thing try and just be working on something that you're like super passionate about. And one thing I, I used to write a bunch of things on my hand before I entered every single poker tournament. One of them was why not me? And this was very empowering for myself as well too. And to kind of talk about Colton of like really trying to empower entrepreneurs, you know, why not me? Why I felt like in poker, I was putting in the effort. I was studying, I was watching tape. I was like putting in everything I can. I was talking to the right people, but I wasn't quite finding the results that I really thought that I deserved and, and, and that I felt like I could be hitting. But I think there was a mental block for myself and I just wasn't allowing myself to basically get there. So that question, basically that asking myself, why not me? I am doing all these things. Why don't I deserve the success that you know, I'm seeing with other people that are putting in you know, maybe less effort or less work than I am? And just for some reason, that little question that I asked myself really opened things up for me and really allowed me to get there. And truthfully, I asked this question right before the World Series main event in 2010. And I wrote it on my hand in every day of that tournament, which is nine days of poker. And uh, I wrote, wrote on my hand of every tournament I've played ever since. And the very last thing I'd say is know your strengths and know your weaknesses and find people to help fill in the gaps for you. You know, like there's a lot of things that I'm really terrible at. I'm, you know, no good at a bunch of things. But I'm also really, I really do excel in, in a bunch of areas as well, too. And there's also areas that I'm excited about you know, working on the business. So find ways to work on the things you're good at, the things you're excited about, and then delegate the stuff that you're not to other people on your team or bring new people onto your team that can kind of fill those gaps because that's going to keep you going to bed thinking about the company and waking up or, or thinking about, uh, you know, chasing after your drive and your, your vision. So, you know, know those strengths and weaknesses for yourself. Awesome. Sounds great, you guys. Well, you guys have both found something that you're passionate about that has the potential to add value in the world. I like, Matt, how you're bringing something that's fun, that could be a diversion for somebody in a really fun way, that could be a team-building experience for groups, and that uh, is an enjoyable uh, experience that people can have that gives that, that feeling that you described earlier. Colton, you're obviously bringing a, a product to the world that can make a big difference in people's lives and sort of optimize their peak state, as you were describing, create that focus and intensity 
for a long period of time in something that's important to them, whether it's being a student or playing a poker tournament, or as you said, being a doctor. I mean, uh, the, the applications are endless for what you're creating. I mean, it's awesome to see the success you guys have both already begun to have. And uh, I'm happy to be along for the ride as an observer slash helper slash supporter with you guys as, uh, as this goes along. So it's a lot of fun. Thanks very much for being part of the podcast today. Thank we you, appreciate it, Sam. Thank you. And thanks to the whole Vector community for supporting Cash Live and Brain Fuel. All right. Fantastic. 100%. Thanks again, Dan. And thanks again to all the Cutco, to Brain Fuel as well, too. And to, this has been such a fun journey. And I'm so happy we're collaborating together the way that we are. Excellent. I love those guys. Colton Horn, Matt Jarvis, great members of the Cutco Vector alumni community. I think it really says something, by the way, to communicate to people like them that we support our alumni, particularly uh, when they're doing cool things like that, that can contribute to what we're doing as well in a positive way. When I think about being a great entrepreneur, business leader, I think about establishing a vision as one of the first keys that comes to mind, and then being able to paint that vision so that others around you are enrolled in it. Both of these guys described that process. You have to be able to clarify the path from here to there. Once you've determined what there is, you got to be able to clarify that path, the steps, the goals. And then as a leader, you have to lead from the front. You have to lead by example so that other people want to run with you. It takes an ability to learn how to inspire and manage others. There's so much that goes into that. You got to be able to deal with adversity throughout the process because that will always come when you are seeking big goals. By definition, big goals are hard and therefore you should have adversity. So you got to be able to adjust and evolve, which takes constant learning and humility, qualities that were described in this conversation. And then you have to have the ability to make it happen. You have to be someone that doesn't just set a vision and set goals, but that actually hits those goals much more often than not. And that is the essence of success as a entrepreneur or business leader. I certainly feel like the process of becoming a branch manager or district manager in Vector is such a great way to learn exactly that list that I just described. It can help take you on to other things down the road. It can also help you open doors of opportunity within Cutco and Vector that can keep you here doing all of those things and building something great for your future, much as I have. Hey, go revisit episode number 132 with Matt Jarvis. You'll hear more about his entire path and story. You'll also, at the very beginning, you'll hear about this epic $3 million hand that Matt played at the World Series of Poker final table back in 2010. Download the Cash Live app. Play the games at 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. daily Pacific time, 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern time. And particularly, play the Sunday night game the Cutco and Brain Fuel themed 
game, Sunday nights, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Go ahead and revisit episode 37 if you want to hear about Colton Horn's branch manager experience. That was an epic episode that has become one of the most downloaded episodes of all time on the podcast and has also been a Flashback Friday feature for a little short snippet of it. You can go to changinglivespodcast.com slash deals and you can get 35% off your first order of brain fuel. want to encourage you to take advantage of that opportunity as well. Try it out, support that product, as well as supporting Cash Live by playing the game and sharing it with others. Hope you enjoyed this unique episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives today. Thanks very much, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you got value from today's episode, please share it with others and consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player. Subscribing to the podcast is free and ensures that future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. For access to guest bios, show notes, and other resources, visit changinglivespodcast.com. You can sign up there to receive valuable resources for free from people featured on the podcast. And to support our podcast sponsors, visit changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 